It's August the 27th, 2015. This is 508, a show about Worcester. I'm Mike Benedetti, and today on the show, we have special guest city council candidate, Carmen Carmona. Hi, Carmen. How's it going? Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, it's too. great to be here. I'm glad to hear that. Also on the show, Brandon Malikin. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me back. We're here on beautiful Worcester Common. We're continuing our summer and fall-long series talking to Worcester city council candidates. There's a lot of horse race journalism. There's a lot to be said about how the campaign's going, what's the strategy, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the issues today. It's a little bit perverse to talk about issues vis-a-vis a Worcester election, but we've been perverts for a long time, Brendan. It's not going to change today. Carmen, I'm so happy you're on the show. Thank you. First question i got to ask you is why are you running for city council? And you're running, you're running for city council at large. Right? I'm running at large, yes. Okay. Well, why, why are you running? I'm running at large. Um, this is actually my third run, uh-huh. consecutive run. Um, I love Worcester. I love being. I love being part of this beautiful city. Um, I moved here in 1987, okay. and since I moved here, I loved it. I love Worcester, and um, Worcester has so much potential um, with the different ethnic cultures and, and and heritage that we, you know, that we do have here. You know, it's there's rich a lot of richness in culture and heritage. So there that's is. what I love. I love about I love uh, that's what I love about Worcester. And also, I want to be, um, I want to bring that diversity to the um, council. Okay, I want to ask you. Um, aside from you know having run the last couple of elections, how else have you been active in Worcester civic life in the last five mm-hmm. ten years? Yes, I've done a lot of um, well. I'm a social worker, and okay. so I worked a lot in the community. Um, I've worked, I've been working with the underserved for many years. Um, I've also done volunteer work with um, um, programs that feed the homeless and and, um, and and the hungry. I also have been working many years with mental health, people with mental health and substance abuse issues. Also, I've participated in different other candidates um, elections actually mm-hmm. running for different um, um, different campaigns campaigns um, like Ed Markey Susan bump and um, Elizabeth Warren I've worked with in, in their campaigns so I kept my you know myself kind of like lively in the public mm-hmm. so why 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 run this year Wow it's a good question. I want to win. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to. Um, I want to work. I want to continue to work with the community in Worcester. I want to be able to um, find ways to solve issues in Worcester. How to? I want to be able to create jobs with the incumbents, right? With my coworkers, and I call them my coworkers already because I I consider myself a winner this year. Um, and um, so I want to work together with you know other incumbents to create jobs and um, and um, find ways to bring more safety to our schools and um, and um, make sure that our public and our community is safe. We have a lot of issues going on with you know um, shootings and death and you know our youth are you know need need. Um, so they need 
support. You know, our youth need support. We need to create programs that will help our youth to guide, you know, to that will guide them to positive things, to better things, to bring out the good things from inside, you know, of what they have. Because we do have um, a good population of youth that we need to develop, you know. But also we, we have to... Um, 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 we have to tackle the negative part that is occurring in our city. So we have to ta tackle it, I mean, I think with force. Because yes. we cannot um, just, you know, uh, how, you, how you say, like, pat it on the shoulder and say, oh, it's okay, it's just, you know, you, you poor, you were this, and you, you went through this and that. We just have to tackle it, you know, from, from the core. Well, this, so this is one of the questions we've been asking. Maybe I'll just ask you this now, if you can continue on that vein. Sure. What do you make of, what do you make of this surge of violence that we've seen in Worcester this summer, oh, and yeah. how do you think the city council sh should respond, or if you were on the council, how would you be responding? Yeah. Um, it is sad what's happening in our city. We have a beautiful city. I mean, Worcester is a great place, and there's so much potential. Um, you know, there's so much that the youth can be doing, and we do have a lot of places where youth can be going. Um, the, the, they have the youth center. They have, you know, the Boys and Girls Club. Um, what I do believe is that the city council can create more things more activities, more family-oriented activities. Mm -hmm. I think we need more of that in our city. Um, what kind of stuff are you talking about? Stuff like, um, like right now, actually, um, one of the questions that we were sending a questionnaire was um, if the Green, um, Green Hill um, Golf Club, um, if we, if we um, would, um, if we would consider it to be um, pri privatized or you know something the like green that. Hill, the Green Hill Park golf course. Yeah, players. yeah, and um, I think that's a great asset that we have. I don't think it should be privatized. I think we can use it as an an, an asset where you know family can go there and parents can have you know pay or probably an affordable amount of for membership and. And they can, you know, learn different skills. They can learn, um, parents, you know, family can, can learn golf. They can do after-school programs there. They can have summer camps, you know. They can do different things um, at that golf course where hmm. family can actually unite, you know. I like this and because I've heard a lot of people talking about the debate over violence, but nobody's brought up. Nobody's brought up golf or anything like that. Yes, or any I kind think of family people need like to do family positive sports. things, you know, sports yeah. together. And, and I think that's a thing that will unite families. Kids are distracted totally away from, you know, the negative environment and negative peer pressure. And, and I think it will be something that will be very useful and beneficial for our families and our youth. Along the same lines, uh, you know, so you mentioned something that I love hearing from candidates, and I don't think we actually hear enough on a local level, and that's uh, a focus on underserved populations yeah. and using that language in particular. But uh, going back to um, like the Worcester Magazine piece that you were just talking about, you had mentioned in, in regards to dealing with violence in the city. 
you just mentioned it too, that we need to get really heavy with stuff. And I don't necessarily disagree, but you'd mentioned things like mandatory minimums, which we're seeing uh, in the Worcester Magazine piece. Uh, and we're seeing nationally a lot of uh, pullback uh, away from ideas like mandatory minimums because we've seen how over the last 60 years or so how that ideology has uh, done a, a really good job of carrying families apart because you know we, we end up taking somebody out of uh, what could be a very negative part of society but then we also leave a family behind that is now has no ability to actually keep itself together. How do you balance those two out and make sure that like even today, like when we're seeing uh, like a, an uptick in violence and if we can agree that it's the summer has been a tough one, I think we've got a bad habit of always referring to as kids. They're not always kids. I mean, we're, if you look at ages of folks involved, there are certainly some teenagers involved. There's no question about that, and especially in stuff in the schools, obviously. But the ages of folks involved seem to range between 20s into the mid-30s. Uh, more, if, if we're going to try and come up with an average of a relatively small pool, we're going to have to assume that some of those folks already have kids, uh, you know, that... So, I mean, like, how do we balance that out, like, taking a, a real serious approach to solving issues like violence in, in society, but also make sure that we're not creating another generation of future underserved populations because we've taken structure out of lives and whatnot? Is there an answer to that? I mean, is there a way to, to really balance those two ideas? Um, you know, it's, it's um, I think there are ways to try to balance it. I don't think we will really ever balance anything yeah. perfectly. Um, but I think there are ways to do different, you know, certain things. People have to understand, and like you said, you know, the the youth violence that we're calling kids, most of them aren't kids, and like you said, a lot of them has children. Um, and so, you know, from 18 year old up, you're considered an adult. You know, so we have to let them understand that whatever you do you know whether it's positive or negative creates consequences yeah. so we do have to be firm with consequences you know if you take a gun to school guess what you're suspended and you have a criminal charge you know we have to have that firm you know we have to bring that and we have to make these laws firm um, we have to also stop this, the pity party, oh, you know, oh, I'm poor, I'm this, I'm poor, I came from a poor family, you know, I never had a gun, I, I don't know what a gun looked like from clothes, I've seen it on TV, but, you know, never been an addict, never been in, not, and I'm not, um, you know, bashing anybody that has been an addict, I work with addicts, and it's a disease, and I, you know, understand all that situation. But when a person, you know, can think of carrying a gun, can think of taking somebody's life or shooting somebody or hurting somebody, not thinking of the consequences, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Or an, and expecting on top of that, oh, um, no, you can't arrest me. Oh, I shouldn't be arrested because I live this, 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 and that's the life or I went through this situation in my life. Mm -hmm. No situation in your life should, um, should be an excuse no, no, to kill another person, to hurt another person. It shouldn't be. No, there's so, never an excuse for bad behavior. But I, also, I always wonder if Worcester is sometimes is somehow emblematic of a lot of bad, if not failed, policies in the sense that 
we do always look at the what's going on right now without taking into consideration what happens, what the results of, of that uh, uh, set of policies will be generations down the line. And, yeah. and that, it seems to be the case oftentimes that you can see a history of bad behavior amongst families, amongst small populations and whatnot. Yeah. And many of them, I think, would fall under the umbrella of what you refer to as you know underserved populations, yeah. folks that actually were never given a shot, never given the support that they actually yes, should have from society. But I believe, yes, and, and I do believe in second chances. Yeah. I believe, but I, I have to see that the person is striving and trying and, 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 and try to live a better life, yeah. you know? It's not that you're going to be a repetitive criminal and then we're going to, oh, you know, treat you like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, let's, let's, we're going to open this for you. No, if you consistently create crimes well you are actually digging your own hole oh, sure. understand but I do believe in second chances and I believe that there are programs that we do re need to create and um, and enhance because there are programs that um, we still have for youth where you know we can help them you know find jobs yeah. learn how to write a resume um, go back to school get an get um, get a GED you know yes this is 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 needed and we have it and of course we can open more doors in that way um, also there um, we also need programs for low um, youth that are actually coming out of DCF and has no place to go that's a big problem um, there's really no place for these kids and there are kids they're coming out 17 18 years old mm -hmm. and they have no place to go they end up at the pip shelter I saw that so many times and not all not all of these kids has a substance abuse problem a lot of them just they have behavioral issues but they do need a place to live you know and we do, we do really need programs, more programs, that so we need to enhance the programs that we have to, you know, to open doors for these kids and bring hope to them. It's, yes, we definitely can change a lot of kids. Another thing that I have in mind, and I, it's something that I'm looking into, um, is that I think there's, we can create a program tackling, um, gang directly for gang um, members um, with the gang members that have already you know has separated from that lifestyle and um, and I know I've spoken with a lot of people that has been in gang members and that are in gang members and that has kids and I asked them would you like your child to be in a gang not one of them had said yes all of them had says had said no because they really don't want their kids to be in that lifestyle. I know today, I know a gentleman that was in a gang, well a young young guy, he's younger than me. He used to be in a gang and he's an excellent, excellent, excellent father. His kids has never been in trouble. His kids both of his sons, actually, right now in college, he has a, a, a one of the girls is in still in middle school, but he is there with his kids. He goes to all the activity. He's, you know, why? Because he lacked that when he was growing up. Because, but the, and he and he told me, 
that's what actually drew me to the gang. Mm -hmm. So we need to create more activities where families can unite and maintain that sure. bond mm -hmm. to prevent this, you know, um, culture to grow. I want to cut you off there because sure. we have a couple more questions. Sure. I'm glad you guys are talking about this. Brendan, I'm always so happy when you argue a little bit with the uh, candidates. With the, shows are, the shows are a lot better when you do that. Um, uh, do we have enough? Do we have enough housing in Worcester? And if if not, what should the city council be doing about well, it? You know, I think the only housing issues Worcester has struggled most mostly is affordable housing. Okay. And um, working in that field of social work, I see it all the time. You know, it's hard to find housing that people can afford. Mm -hmm. um, and as, again, going back to the underserved, most of them just have a SSI check, which is not big at all. And they cannot afford the rents that are, you know, that are out there. They cannot afford market price. Most of them are um, jump, you know, going couch couch hopping. A mm -hmm. lot of them are, you know, just living. Renting, in, a, renting somebody's porch yeah, or something exactly. crazy like that. Or, you know, living in somebody's, you know, house or, or couch. And, and and it's a problem, you know, yeah. it's a problem. And um, right now, actually, it's actually, and it's growing in families. I've had spoken to families that are living in other people's house. I've had phone calls at every time of the day. Carmen, I need somebody, I need to, to find a place, you know, I'm living at my aunt's house, my friend's house, my, my um, grandparents' house, and I can't be here, I cannot stay here because it's, you know, it's... Um, it's just a bad situation. Yeah, it's a bad situation, or it's, it's or because they're not supposed to be there, because mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's housing, and they're not supposed to be there. So, um, you know, and it's hard to find places for people to live affordable places yeah, yeah. you know I was reading about um, the constructions of public apartment that um, they're doing right now and they're only building 97 units in Worcester right now 97 mm. but they're building over 1300 market price apartment in the city in the city mm -hmm. so that's a problem that's a problem. Not everybody can afford paying market price. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's and it's hard. So, so you, would you like to see the city council do more things to support more affordable to support housing being built? More aff affordable housing, and I think one of the things that they can do is actually um, um, require developers to you know to add certain amount of units in their in their you know in their projects mm -hmm. as affordable housing permanent affordable housing because you know it's it's hard it's mm -hmm. hard for a lot of people mm -hmm. also one thing i would like to see reassessed here in Worcester is the um is a program um called housing first mm -hmm. housing first will actually clean our Worcester from homelessness mm -hmm. you know um, we have to make sure that these people are not only housed, but also that they are they receive different type of service that they need. A homeless person with substance abuse or mental health issues 
a lot of times they don't know how to do things by themselves, you know. They sometimes they need, you know, they can have in-home services, therapists, social um, social workers. They can have uh, case managers providing services, uh, PCAs. You know, I know clients that need help changing their clothes, you know, need help showering. Um, you know, I think all this and other, you know, community-based services that need to, you know, connect them. And, and that will solve a huge, huge problem of homelessness and you know and um and will provide um affordable housing to many people i want to ask another question which is what should the city council's role be regarding the public schools um well we all know that the city council really doesn't have much of a role but assign the budget to the school right um and that the um the only one that has really has a role in the school is the the mayor um but i think the city council should have more of a role especially when it comes to safety into the schools um we've had safety issues guns in the schools we've had teachers being beat up and I'm not taking away you know the authority of the school committee and I'm not saying they're not doing a great job I think they're doing a good job um, but you know I think um, city councils should have a little bit more of a role in that area another thing that um, actually personally I'm doing separate and it has to do with the school is I'm a volunteer for the um, against Common Core Okay. Do you guys know what Common Core is? I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a volunteer against Common Core, and that's something that I have been advocating and letting people know about Common Core because people doesn't know about Common Core. Parents doesn't know about Common Core. Um, I've spoken to some teachers, and they said they don't know about Common Core. I don't know how That seems very surprising, yeah. How realistic that is, but, you know, um, I think people need to know, and I have not heard any school committee candidates or um, school committee um, uh, people the, on the school committee. on the school committee talking about it at all huh. so I am I've been telling people and right now on the September 29th I have a forum well, on Common Core. Donna Kalora yeah. is the chair well, of the, the ballot and initiative. And that's exactly who I'm actually connected Tracy, with. Tracy Novick's been very outspoken on Common Core since its inception before it was actually adopted as a really? formal federal policy. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, th I think I she's. I think she's. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think Tracy has written a lot about yeah, Common yeah, Core. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know because I haven't. I haven't heard any of them talking about it. So, but anyway, but that's good to know. Well, so uh, I guess the last of the last of the policy questions I want to ask is, where would the jobs come from that would keep more of our high school and college graduates in Worcester, and what is the city council's role in creating those jobs? Well, you know what I think that um, the job should come from different entities, and it should come from um, um, private, the government, and small businesses and of okay. course bringing bringing in uh, more businesses to into Worcester one of the things I think that Worcester really 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 need one being a woman and two knowing that it really creates job and 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 it brings um, um, not only life but also brings jobs and um, 
and it brings it it it, it brings eco- uh, a good firm economy is a good mall <laughs> yeah i look at that hole right there and i suffer <laughs> you know, I used to come to the Galleria that was there, and I loved it. You know, uh-huh. it was something that the family bond. We had good stores. People from different places came to our Galleria. You know, and I think we really need them all. I'll be very What's curious. Funny, though, yeah. If you found someone who was a generation older than you, they would say they they had a hole in their heart from the mall that they put in the middle of their downtown that was full of uh, retail. You know, first yeah. floor retail. Yeah. If you go back to the 50s, I mean, this was a mob scene in downtown Worcester yeah. uh, from all of the retail establishments that were storefront, yeah. which we're now trying to actually get back to because it seems, again, nationally, you look at the, yeah. the days of the mall is kind of past. They're all, Greendale Mall's not too far behind. There really aren't many people shopping in indoor shopping but malls anymore. Because, because of the stores that are there. You know why it's people are not going to those stores? Because we're going, and I'm saying we are because I am one of them. We're going to Solomon Pond Mall, and we're going to Natick Mall. What are the stores, you know, which stores do we have in Solomon Pond Mall? Which are the stores that we have in Natick Mall? They're all stores that we used to have at the Greendale Mall, but unfortunately those companies get But they're gone. Yeah, because they get to decide their own siting. You know, and and see, but that's that's sad because, see, if we had great stores and a great mall with good stores, I think we will be as, you know, as... um, Active and as Natick Mall and as um, at Solomon Pond Mall, you know. I would love to be able to come back to this area in 10 years and see, you know, in City Square, like all sorts of thriving high 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 end retail. That would be sort of that would be sort of yes. amazing, and that, that in some ways that would be a really an indicator that Absolutely. downtown was doing fantastic. Yeah, I mean downtown really has no stores. No, you know. Yeah, there's a complete lack of retail. I mean, yeah. there's some, obviously, some folks that have been down here stuck it out, and some newer folks starting to come in. But I mean, that, that, that's ultimately, I think, the exactly. valid complaint is a lack of lack of retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now I want to. Well, you could go, if you have, you can, you could say something else if you have something else to say on that. Sure. Yes. Also, I think that um, a great way of creating jobs is um, creating a pipeline between schools and high schools and colleges with different, you know, entities to you know to create program that um through apprentice you know and an internship that will lead to a permanent job with mm-hmm. good benefits that people really need to feel secure coming out of school you know hoping and and, and believing that you know they're going to have a, a solid job a lot of kids are graduating and they don't even know if they're going to ever find a job yeah. or they graduate and they end up working in a restaurant you know I have a family member excellent student great um, graduated from college and he works at a restaurant you know and it's hard it's hard to to see that happen because we really need to make sure that the future of our youth is a prosperous one you know and um, we have to give them hope we have to definitely give them hope well, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Sure. These are the questions that should near and dear to my heart. First question, how much can you bench? <laughs> well, when I was younger, I uh-huh. used to bench 60. All right. Now, I haven't benched for years, so I don't know how much I bench right uh, now. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, I mean, that's really, what, that's really what we keep a record of is lifetime maximum. So we'll yeah. put you down for 60 on that one. Bill Coleman's still the record holder? Bill Coleman is still the record holder. We haven't had him back on this election cycle, but... Uh, the other question is, who's your favorite character on The Wire? 
I do not watch The Wire. You haven't seen the I'm wire. sorry. Uh, uh, you're breaking my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've had so few people on the show this summer who've seen The Wire. It's, I guess the show was just on a million years ago. I people, guess we, we just may have uh, reached the end of the, the meaningful life expectancy of The Wire. Yeah. They got, they got that, he's got that new one now. That new one about uh, Yonkers, right? I haven't seen that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Show me a hero. No time for a hero. We'll talk about this after the show. <laughs> All right. Well, Carmen, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Good luck I with really the campaign. I really had a great time. Thank you. Uh, this is the 508 Show. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email me at pieandcoffee at gmail.com. Mike Benedetti, Carmen, Carmen Carmona, Carmona, and Brendan Mellican. Take care. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>